to Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. I am Derek Everett, and with me, as always, is Jimmy McKnight. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really excited. As we record this, we're just about to uh, the pressure machine release, and I, I dare say I haven't been this excited since Little Boy around Christmas time, so I hope I'm not, you know, in tears here in a week or two. <laughs> yeah, the pressure's building for the machine to come out. I guess this week, I, we're, we've been up, we're, we're live, the governor's been tweeting at the killers, so the goal looks like it's it might be reachable. It's going to happen. Where, where do we start this week? Where, what road do we want to go down? So last time we talked a little bit about uh, how we first found out about uh, the killers and and Brandon being starting to get famous. So I wanted to, to continue from there where what happened when everybody knew. The first thing that came to mind as I thought back on that time period was, you know, you mentioned a little bit last time, everyone's it's there's some kind of validation you get from from knowing somebody famous i don't know what it is you want someone says something about the killers and you're from nephi and you overhear it you just want to interject hey he's from nephi yeah he's from nephi i remember so i'd go to places or or meet people and it was at that early early 2000 time frame Mm -hmm. and uh, i i'd be talking and if it came up i was from nephi or somebody i knew was from anyways it would always come up at this point, oh, did you know Brandon Flowers? And that's kind of an awkward question because it's like, yes, but no. Like, whatever you're going to ask me right now, I'm going to have really no good answer for because I, I can't, you know, get you an autograph or, or even tell you where he lived, like we talked about last week a little bit, right? But then it was the thing, too, where they'd say, well, do you know so-and-so? Well, and they were, you know, uh, best friends or, or whatever, and I try not to roll my eyes and go, oh, that, that's nice, when in the back of my head I said, for the most part, you know, that they weren't. <laughs> I mean, just being honest there. And, and But there was something about that validation of not only is he famous, but I knew him before he was famous. I think it comes back with Nephi, like we've t- we talked about a little bit before, too, is there's just that, yeah, you want that validation. I remember being up in Park City on a, on a vacation uh, back in 1996, and it was when uh, Happy Gilmore came out on VHS. That's how I remember <laughs> the date or whatever. And there was a fire going on in Nephi, and all the uh, all the fire people were camping down at the uh, the church ballpark, the Oracle ballpark, and it was on CNN. And for whatever reason, I saw that on CNN and Nephi, and I just thought, wow, you know that, wow. And and so when you have somebody like uh, Brandon Flowers or somebody that comes out of Nephi, which is just a small town, it's not like I love LA or you know, there's all these songs about New York. It's like your small little city, your small little town, and you want that validation. But I think where we're gonna go is. It's, it's been a while, a long while coming to where I guess we're finally getting it. I don't know. Yeah, I think for years, you know, as I'd read interviews, I'd look for things that he would say about Nephi. And, you know, most of the time it was something about taco taco time or something. Um, or about just how Make mentioned that he had grown up there. But, um, you know, he was it was all about Las Vegas. And that's that's understandable. The only reason, I mean, not the only reason. If he wouldn't have left Nephi, I don't think he would be famous. So looking back on no. his decision to leave... It was probably the best decision he could have made. I, I don't know that there were many bands that came out of Nephi since. I don't. Are you familiar with Stone Cold, Stone Cold Fever? No. That's the second most popular band, if you count the Killers, to ever come from Nephi, and uh, that's a whole other story that some old locals or the listener to this are probably chuckling about. But I was thinking, had the so so let's just say in a make believe world and time, Brandon stays in Nephi, but the other people from the Killers move to Nephi for whatever <laughs> reason. They start a band. How far does it go? I don't know. I think that was a little early for the, you know, there's been a little bit of a, 
a music scene pop up in, in Utah and some bands that have come out of Utah since then, but I think at the time, um, it would have been a lot, you know, it would have been, would have been really hard. Yeah, I, I don't, I, uh, same thing, I think maybe they played the county fair at, at best, and all the local kind of people about our age would just make fun of them, because it was, I mean, they were playing like almost 80s pop type music, which was not contemporary with, with Nephi, we had Kickin' Country was our radio station at the time, and to, to say that we were a diverse group would be a lie, so. Yeah, they, they would have had to go straight to England to get started, they couldn't have, would have had a hard time building a base of fans in their music, I think, at the time. So we can agree the right choice was to move, and uh, the same thing, I've had people send me articles, so that's kind of the other weird thing is, uh, I have friends and things, they're Killers fans, and they know I'm from Nephi, and I've been honest and said, yeah, this is where I grew up, and you know, more about the town, but also the killers. And I'd say, you know, like, uh, we'll get into some more stories in detail about albums, but I'd say, you know, this song or that song is about Nephi. Uh, Andy, you're a star is like the one go-to and explaining everything there. And so then I started having, like, people send me articles uh, in the mail. This is back before email or everything of, like, interviews in, like, Entertainment Weekly or whatever where he'd talk about going to a truck stop. And even then, it wasn't really, like, flattering about Nephi, but I worked in a truck stop in high school, and he was talking about the other truck stop, not even the one I worked at, where you'd go have to go so buy, close, so where, where you'd have to go buy CDs in town because there was nowhere else, you know. And there, there is a little bit of that coming from there. Me and you attended a, a Killers concert. What, what tour was that? Do you remember? I don't remember. I know it was 2012, so somebody can do the math there on how many years ago and they, when they the had the came out. They had the bolts. So I'm not sure if that was um, was that Battleborn or was that. After so. it was after the Antlers, which was very Nephi too. If you see some of the early Killers performances, I've been going back and looking at a lot of stuff and a lot of interviews to do this show and, and just try to get some facts in, in line. Uh, I don't know, is it a keyboard that he plays or? Yeah. So he has that stand. In the early years, he had a bunch of Antlers around it and like shed horn looking things, <laughs> which is very Nephi. So you can't you can't outrun your roots all the way. But we went to uh, the concert, and, and me and Jimmy uh, and our, our lovely wives went, and, and we got together, and we ate at the Fat Jack's Pizza in Payson, Utah. Uh, do you remember any of this? I do. I, I remember weird it. stuff. So uh, we, we ate over there, and then I've since back went back and read interviews where Brandon talks about that having the best ranch sauce in Utah yeah. or something. And so at the time, we didn't even know it, but we were at one of his favorite uh, favorite establishments. Yeah, if you come, if you come through Utah... You got to check out Fat Jacks in Payson and the Santa Queen in Santa Quinn if you want some Brandon Flowers favorites. Apparently, so <laughs> yeah, I've read the same article. So, uh, but we're as we're recording this, we're in Payson as well. That was also somewhere where Brandon, I guess, grew up. I don't know if he was born here. Yeah, before I think he moved here first and then to Nephi from there. So we, we're once again. Uh, I just we're, I'm trying to validate that we're validating <laughs> yeah, this podcast about feeling validated, uh, but. So we went there, we had, you know, we were kind of getting our, our excitement on, we were probably talking Nephi and songs, or I don't know, uh, had our pizza, had our, our ranch dipping sauce, and, and we head off to the big city of, of Orem to, to a concert, and at the time I thought, it was kind of weird that it was in uh, that venue, because it's it's a smaller, I mean, it's a smaller arena for the, right. the type of shows that they were playing at the time. Yeah, it's not like playing where the jazz play in Salt Lake, it's, it was a lot closer, you know, about halfway to Nephi from there. And probably as big a venue as you can get that close to Nephi. 
And so I'm looking around. And I'm thinking, kind of, this is the hometown show. Right. Like this is this is this is it. This is going to be great. We go in. He's going to validate us. Yeah, we were going to get validated. Gonna about I probably just. I mean, I probably just have so much. Uh, I don't know. Like my expectations are way too high. It doesn't matter if he said. Uh, I was there. Representing the eight four six four eight or anything, <laughs> it, it wouldn't have mattered because it wouldn't have been enough. So they come out and. We need to have, uh, I have a Bruce Springsteen expert that we're going to bring on the show at some point, but I don't know if you remember, they came out with the house lights up, mm-hmm. and in most concerts when they start, it, you know, lights go out, the music comes, people go wild, they start with whatever sh- song, and so I was complaining, or, or I don't know, I, I felt complaining, I was, I was sharing this experience with, with the guy that was really into Springsteen, and he's like, oh, no, that's really cool. I'm like, not really. You come out, like, you're going to start off your concert. Like, you didn't even know. They just come walking out. And he said, no, Bruce does that because he wants to see all the crowd. Everyone see it all because when it's dark, you can't see a full uh-huh. arena. You can't see the full house. So uh-huh. he was, he was uh, taking some things out of Bruce Springsteen's book at that point, which I didn't know, uh-huh. which now is kind of cool. But yeah. at the time, I'm just like, you can't even dim the lights for us. <laughs> And, uh, they got nothing to hide back there in the backstage. Yeah, so I'm sitting there with Jimmy, and the good thing about going with Jimmy is, is he knows things, he knows people or whatever. So he's pointing out people to me in the crowd, and he's like, you see that guy over there? And tell me whatever relation they had to Brandon. And that was kind of cool. I recognize a few people. He's going to say something about it. He's like, there's some family members, or that guy, remember that guy was from, you know, whatever class, or or that guy's from Nephi, or or whatever. So it was a good concert. I mean, it was great. I enjoyed the concert, but uh, do you want want to share the only only word spoken? Yeah, so there we are, sitting on pins and needles, wondering if he's going to say something about Nephi. And the only reference that he said was um, something about a McDonald's on the corner there across from the university of, that we were where the arena is about how that was the first time he had a quarter pounder or something was it yeah it was something normal. about if I'd been across the street and known I'd be playing here someday yeah. alright boys let's hit it and go sit to another song we're like wait <laughs> <laughs> what about us what about us what we're, about on the corner of Main Street kids, yeah. yeah so I, I think that was definitely I mean put yourself in his shoes. I'd probably, I'd ramble on about things anyway, so I'd have probably said something about Nephi, but I'm also would never have moved out and tried to start a band, and, and uh, obviously <laughs> I'm not as successful as Brandon Flowers, so he's made the right decisions, but uh, the validation and the wanting to feel validated, I think that comes, hopefully not just to us, I think other people, I think that's why people try to say they were, you know, the best friend, even if they just worked a shift with him at the taco time, or if they just happened to have a class with him, or or whatever, and that's probably nice for him to, you know, go back and have a lot of keen and, and good memories, or people saying nice things about him instead of, he, he was a jerk, he got famous and left us. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, the other thing I thought about that time period that we're talking about today is, um, I remember getting his, the CD of Hot Fuss, and I had a coworker that asked me, would you even like their music if you didn't know him, if you wouldn't have come from Nephi? And I said, yeah. You know, I think I think it definitely adds to it, um, but that was that was the other good thing is that it was the kind of music that I like. It was playing on the radio station that I listened to. It wasn't, you know, for me, I'm not a big country fan. So if you would have been a country artist, I probably probably wouldn't have listened to any of his music. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I I don't even know if I'd have listened to it. But there are certain songs that I like a lot more because okay. of what I put into them. Um, I think I've been a fan. Would I be doing a podcast about him right now? Definitely not. <laughs> but you know, it, it's uh, it was good music and it, it's stuck around. So, I, yeah, it's one of those things. Who knows? I haven't listened to all the albums and, and went as deep as you probably have. 
Well, I'm, that's another part about this this time period is that um, you know after that concert they put out some more albums and I think over time as I I got busier with life and my kids and everything I I stopped paying as much attention you know stopped looking as much for that validation I guess I be, I guess I became less of an avid fan and just you know a regular fan I didn't buy every CD the day it came out and stuff like that I don't know so so that's our validation I wanted to feel, feel validated I almost said violated which is a whole other a whole other subject. <laughs> But do we have a do we have a song to close us today, Jimmy? Or do we got anything else to add before we let these good people go back to whatever it is they're doing? Well, today's song is uh, that we're going to highlight is all the things that I've done, all these things that I've done. Sorry, I even said it wrong. So this is a song that came out in the early years, and we have a little connection to it, even though it doesn't talk about Nephi. So I found out a few weeks ago that Matt Pinfield, um, who's a famous guy in the music industry. Um, he has a, a book called All These Things That I've Done where he talks about how this song is, was written about him and about the time he met Brandon Flowers and the Killers when he was working for a recording company that was looking to sign the Killers, potentially, and uh, spent some time with Brandon and got a call later from their manager saying, hey, Brandon wrote this song about you and about uh, something to do with the time he's shared about working with members of the U.S. Army who were returning and were, were trying to transition back to civilian life, I guess, and uh, dealing with PTSD. And so I learned that this song's about Matt Pinfield, and it, it made me smile because we because we have a little connection. Yeah, a little, a little connection. I feel validated about, about we, we, Matt I feel Pinfield. validated about Matt Pinfield. And, and the best part of that song is the I got sold by not a soldier, and when you see yeah. live or, or go live and people start just chanting it, and it's really infectious and it's really almost it's powerful. Yeah, anyway, gets people going. Uh, when you're uh, when you're a senior at Juap High School, as Brandon won't know because he didn't make it that <laughs> far, he went on to be famous. You uh, if you graduate, um, I don't know if they still do this, but you go on a senior trip, and the senior trip you'd go to Southern California, you know Disneyland, all the all the parks, the beach, and everything. And you take a, a bus. Was it just one bus? Oh, two buses. Two buses? Okay. We were a two bus. Yeah, we were, we were a big school, man. And uh, so your senior class, it was basically to keep you out of trouble and, and uh, you know, doing stupid stuff your senior night, graduating, going out and partying and, and whatever, is the way I was always told to me. <laughs> and so uh, a lot of the teachers would volunteer, so on and so forth, and it was a, it was a good experience for, for a lot of the kids. We were at Universal Studios. I see Matt Pinfield. He was doing a show for uh, USA at the time. I don't remember what it was called. But he had two guys in like uh, in wrestling masks, like Nacho Libre, uh, Luchador, Luchador yeah. mask. How am I the one that can't remember the word Luchador? <laughs> and I'm like, that's Matt Pinfield. And we grown up watching MTV, watching rock videos, uh, and I beeline it. That's Matt Pinfield. So I, I beeline it over there. And according to our, our friend Michael Painter, who may or may not make an appearance on this show ever, but on uh, uh, you know other shows is mentioned quite a bit and contributed. He says that he's looking for me, and by the time he realizes, I'm already talking to Matt. I don't know if that's true or not, but we got our pictures with uh, Matt, and I remember telling him we're from Nephi, Utah, and he was telling us about all the radio stations in Salt Lake and uh, kind of an encyclopedia of, of rock knowledge. And we got our pictures with him and, and whoever those luchadors were that had Brandon made a different decision, could have been him. Yeah, he could have, I guess... He, was, he wasn't in our grade, so he wouldn't have been on that trip with us if he would have stayed. Uh, stayed no, but had, had he signed with Matt Pinfield, right. he might have been at Universal Studios that day taking pictures for wherever the show was, and and we had a class uh, somewhat reunion altogether. <laughs> yeah, so that's our Matt Pinfield story. Yeah, I, I just learned barely that that song was about him. That song came out, what, 
15 years ago. I think so. it was a hot fuss, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's been out there for a while, and, and everyone interprets everything different. I didn't know if, uh, you know, I, I got soul had anything to do with religion or the soldier part, and now we know. Yeah. So all these things we have done, Jimmy. <laughs> That's it. <laughs>